It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's not the rock band back in the chair. Uh, City lose to Spurs again away and fail to make up ground against Arsenal, who also lost. They were at uh, Sean Dyche's Everton, of course. And if that wasn't enough to talk about, the Premier League have charged City with more than 100 breaches of its financial rules following a four-year investigation. The alleged abuses took place between 2009 and 2018. It also accuses City of not cooperating since the investigation started in 2018. So to discuss that and much more, I've got three blues. Steve Cox, welcome, Steve. Hello. Welcome to Sarah Messenger. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Nigel. And welcome to Spencer Debson. Evening, Nigel. Listen, let's let's start with Spurs, get this one out of the way. Uh, <laughs> is it five times now? And we at uh, the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and we haven't scored a goal. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, lacklustre, lethargic, disappointing. Add your own words, Spencer. Add your you, you were there as always. Um, add, add your own words, please, Spencer. Well, how would you describe that performance? Oh, against well, well, unfortunately, I had a marvellous seat, um, and I I did feel uh, reasonably confident. Obviously, totally misplaced uh, at the start of the game. I thought that uh, this was perhaps our time. Uh, we had a nice win against uh, Spurs 4-2, didn't we, a few weeks ago? Uh, and, and we played well, although we went too behind in that game. Um, and then I saw the the lineup, uh, and I had an odd feeling. Uh, it, it was a very strange one. I last had that feeling um, uh, in Porto uh, in a sort of a guttural sense. And I thought, what on earth is going on here? How do Walker and, uh, and and Nico Lewis, uh, wonderful player though he is, playing the same team? Hang on, where's KDB? Oh, he's on the subs bench. DS and Laporte both now fit and on the subs bench uh, as sort of our playing defenders. And I I didn't really get that uh, at all. However, impact we trust. Uh, and then the game uh, the game kicked off, and uh, you know, fifteen minutes in, there's a there's a, a poor error, poor uh, play out by by, by Rodri, um, well converted uh, by Harry Kane. Yes, it was lovely to be there to see Harry Kane uh, with his um, record breaking uh, win, and it's something I shall share with my 
Spurs supporting um, friend Jeremy Davis, who who kindly took me. Uh, but that was that was that was that was the high point of the low. And uh, we we didn't we we lacked intensity. We lacked speed out from the back. Um, we lacked pace on the break. Um, we we gained a bit of intent when when KDB came on a bit later. I felt, uh, and then you wonder why he wasn't in from the start. Uh, we had we had chances, but but really in the flow of the game, I thought we created very very little. Uh, we were crying out for the the, the craft of, of the sort of the David Silver type craft. It, it never seemed to appear, uh, and we were limited really to more speculative efforts from from far. Alvarez had one, Grealish had one. And actually, that they were they were they were good efforts. They were decent efforts. Lamares was closest, the one that hit the bar. But I, I think we didn't deserve more than we got to be honest from that game. And five games, no goals, not good enough. And, and Sarah, when you look at the goal, when you look at the game, and, and you might well want to comment about the selection in the first place and not even mention the fact that Foden, who was kind of in the squad and then strangely sort of went home as well, just to add a, another name into the pot that's a bit of a mystery for, for most City fans. We had plenty of possession, as we tend to do, but going forward, they always looked more of a threat than we did when we went forward, I think is how I saw it. It did. I mean, it was it was like Groundhog Day had been delayed for three days, wasn't it? A, a, a trip to Spurs, no goals, dominate possession, but actually never really other than the Mara's effort and a couple of half chances. It was a weird game because we, we had all that possession, but never at any point did I feel like we were in control of it. And I think the word I was using watching it was messy. It all just felt messy. Um, sadly, not with an eye on the end. Um, and... You know, it, it, it's alarming the amount of time City seem to be giving the ball away at the moment, um, sometimes resulting in goals. Sometimes we've dug ourselves out of that hole. We couldn't yesterday. It, it does feel as if something is wrong. And and I know everybody's speculating like this on social media, and, and Spencer's right, in Pep we trust. But I have to say, I think even I'm, much as I love him, and I'm delighted he's been with us uh, for all the time he's been there, and, and the joy he's given us, but he keeps picking these odd teams and the, every time they don't work. If he picked the odd one and he shocked us all with his selection and then we battered somebody 4-0 when we were all thinking we'd be doing well to get away with the draw, I, I, I'd be okay with it. But I just don't understand why he keeps picking odd teams that never seem to work. Um, so, I, I, yeah, disappointing all round yesterday. What was your problem, Sarah? Was it the back four, and we've covered it with Rico Lewis and Walker? Was it the fact that we had Diaz and Laporte both on the bench? Was it KDB was dropped? Was it we had Haaland and Alvarez up top? I mean, was it because there's like so many elements to that, that that potentially a lot of people wouldn't say that's our best team. At this stage of the season, with Arsenal losing, surely it's your best team, isn't it? Our next game's not till the following week. They've got They've got seven days off. Well, you'd have thought that he would have played. I mean, Diaz and Laporte was a, a real surprise. Obviously, we know that Spurs are going to play counter-attacking football and they've got pace. So you can understand why Walker's on. Lewis, I mean, look, we've all been raving about him. He's clearly going to be a really, really good player. Physically, was that the right game for him? I'm not sure. Um, but but you can, you in a way, it doesn't matter which defenders you play. If Rodri's going to give the ball away on the edge of the... Uh, at the edge of our penalty area, Laporte and Diaz might not have stopped that. You know, there's something about the fluidity and the and the confidence of the team that's missing at the moment. And 
So, you know, we've we've also been crying out for Haaland and Alvarez to play together at least some, some games. So, you know, on one level, you can't... If you played them together and we won 2 nil, we'd have all gone being saying he should have been doing that all season. So it's... It, it's... It, maybe we're criticising the selection because we didn't win. And if we had done, you know, we'd all be going, what a genius he is. How did you see it, Steve? I think you were there as well, of course. Yeah, I was there. I disagree in part with the comments about the selection of the back four because with the exception of the error from Rodgery, I actually thought that the back four coped really well. And I don't think Lewis was dominated physically, as you kind of alluded to, Sarah. I think he actually, from what I could see, and to be fair, for most of the first half, he was just in front of me from where my, my viewpoint he actually coped with it exceptionally well. And I don't think we really looked, even though they attacked with purpose, and I pick you up on this point, Nigel, you're absolutely right. They looked more dangerous coming forward than we did. But with the exception of the goal, they really didn't look like scoring. That said, we could have played that game for three hours yesterday and I don't think we would have scored. And I think that was where the problem really lay. Up front, I didn't really see enough chemistry. Grealish actually had a pretty good game. Mares was a little bit, off the pace I don't think there's a chemistry yet between Alvarez and Haaland a couple of times certainly when the play flipped around there were a couple of runs that Haaland made where he was expecting a nod on from Alvarez and vice versa and the nod on was going in the wrong direction or not where the player was running to so I don't really see a chemistry yet between them I can see there's a promise there KDB certainly improved the game when he came on because the passing and the penetration of his passes into the box were much better and they were actually inviting someone to hit and put it in the back of the net. And we were possibly a little bit unlucky not to get a goal, but the reality of it is we could have played all day and not scored. And it's a shame because actually the atmosphere before the game was amazing in the city end. you just listening. To, I've got a video of the fans cheering outing, banging the sides of the... And the stadium was shaking before the game. They were so up and so positive for it. And, and, and the fans never got on the back of the team, to be fair, during the game. They actually were only positive about it. So, I don't know. It's probably one of those us against Spurs at their place. We just seem to struggle. And I'm not sure it's entirely down to the team selection. I would have preferred to see De Bruyne on. That said, Bernardo worked really hard. And, and he was one of our better players in the first half. I thought Bernardo he lost a bit of steam in the second half, but he, he looked one of the better players. So it just wasn't quite right. I agree, Sarah. I can't put my finger on exactly what it was that wasn't firing, but there was something wasn't firing and I really can't put my hand on what it is. Okay, can I just put something on the on the table then for us to talk about and something we haven't talked about uh, on the show for a long time. Uh, because we've been off the pace, it was a great opportunity to 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 make up ground against Arsenal. We've 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 had a disappointing year compared with the last sort of five six seasons, if you like, up until this point. And I know we're only halfway through the season; there's loads of football to be played. But let's just go with this for a moment. Are you seeing a lack of leadership? And I'm thinking about kind of the Vincent companies of this world and 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 the uh, Fernandinos of this world, the people who really stood up and 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 were counted and and really showed proper leadership on the pitch. Is that something, Spencer? You think we're missing at the moment? We need someone to do that, and there wasn't anybody on the weekend that did that. I do, I do, and actually, I was really very close to the pitch, and you could hear the the the, the shouts of the players. And I just remember back to you know when Diaz had his breakthrough uh, season, and from the moment he came on, 
he was an obvious um, leader on the pitch. Um, and that wasn't coming out from from any part, uh, you know, much as, as Rodri is uh, a wonderful and dominant player. There's nobody shouting on that pitch. I know that I could hear. I could hear Pep shouting plenty and cajoling Walker and, and, and doing plenty of things. But I do absolutely agree that there's not that that anchor point that's in the team, you know, every game that's really showing that leadership and drive. Uh, I mean, you might say KDB in terms of his, his, his the way he plays, but there's, there is definitely a lack of leadership um, alongside sort of lack of overall cohesion of the team right now. Um, we're, we're definitely missing that. What do you think was missing, Sarah? Are you going to agree with me on this one or something else for you? I, I think I think there is something in that. I, you know, there's a bit to me that thinks that you, most of those players, though, have been around uh, long enough to know what it feels like and what it takes to win a Premier League title. Um, you know, Walker did came out and did a, I thought, a pretty frank interview post match. Um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, company in Fernandinho had leadership qualities coming out of their uh, proverbial. So you don't easily replace that. Uh, and I think Diaz demonstrated a, a lot of that quality, and, and he's not been playing very much recently. So, yeah, it, I think I think the bottom line for me is there's a there's a collection of factors, some of which we have our views on and understand, some of which. I think of things going on behind the scenes that we don't necessarily know. With isolation, and not the only, it can't be the only explanation, but cumulatively, all those things, I think, have taken something away from City. And, you know, the Cancelo sudden departure could be to do with his, his the terrible experience he had with being burgled, could be some around with Pep. We're not, none of us are quite sure. But if you add all the, Foden, as you mentioned earlier, Nigel, add them all together, something isn't quite right and I think we're seeing it on the pitch and obviously something else and of course he, he doesn't score for a game and, and it's headline news around the world of course Steve of course that Haaland doesn't score to be fair he didn't have a great game uh, he wasn't in the game much you could argue well he was making those runs but but the City players weren't finding him so lots to talk about there so I don't know whether you want to pick up on the leadership I'd like to talk about Haaland if I can as well you, you saw it you know up close uh, on Sunday how, how did you see it was was he making the right sort of runs and it was us not finding him finding him or was there a bit more to it than that we we seem to not really have the the, the right pass for him but more of what Harlan did on Sunday was coming back into midfield to receive the ball from Edison he actually did more of that than he did with the penetrating stuff at the other end and I could see him making the runs but nobody seemed to find him we don't seem to play the ball fast enough through to him that said I think one of the problems you have with Spurs as a team is they play quite deep. Their intention is to steal the ball somewhere around the outside of their box and then break really fast. That seems to be their setup and the way that they seem to behave. So I didn't really see a great deal of space for Haaland to operate in behind their back four either. Um, I think we do lack some leadership. Rodri at the moment is really not on his game at all and his decision-making is quite poor at times and he's making more mistakes than I've seen him making in a few seasons. He's just not quite the same player that he normally is. Diaz on the pitch probably would have made a big difference because he's a loud player. He makes his presence felt. 
He talks to people. He talks to people through the game. I don't think KDB is good at that. Whilst he's a senior player, he's actually quite a quiet and understated person most of the time. The only time he tends to voice himself on the pitch is when something's gone wrong or someone hasn't quite been where he expected him to be. There's just a bit of a lack of leadership at the moment. And we're used to having three or four characters on the pitch that are able to carry the team through that. And, and it's just not there at the moment. And I don't think Pep's able to convey it enough from the sidelines to make himself heard well enough to actually push us forward. So I think we're in one of those seasons at the moment where we can beat most teams and we're lucky in some games. And then there's games like that on on Sunday where we're just not there. and We're not going to win those games. Tottenham are always up for beating Man City. They love to beat Man City. Arsenal, right. I think, will come out and play us at the least. All right, before we go to the break, I want you to try and find something positive to say then before we move into uh, the next topic that we obviously have to talk about today. Uh, we've mentioned, I think already we've heard that uh, Bernardo, certainly in the first half, ran his socks off. I think Grealish, again, was a bright spark and, you know, the most fouled player in the Premier League um, and, and really looked so he was up for it. But I'm struggling to find any other positive. So who can... Uh, so, uh, Sarah, come on, give us another positive or, or are they the only two? really do you think well you've picked the best two I think um I mean I suppose I didn't think anybody played appallingly yesterday if that's a positive I mean I think Steve Stephen's right that that, you know Rodri is not the Rodri we know and love at the moment but um Maris didn't particularly influence the game uh but I I didn't I didn't feel like anybody had a terrible game it just, as I, we've already discussed, there's just something missing, which means collectively they're not the potent team that they should be. Um, but it, 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 look, there are a lot more negatives than positives from yesterday. Missing the chance to cut that gap to two points and the psychological message it would have sent, I think, is probably the most disapp- disappointing aspect of it. Steve? couple of positives can you add? If not, we'll go straight to Spencer. No, I can. At at the end of the day, our rivals, or who we would see as our rivals for the league, also lost at the weekend. So the reality of it is we've come out of the weekend no worse off than we started it. Yes, it would have been nice to close the gap by one or three points, but the reality is that didn't happen. Um, On another positive note, I see some really good stuff from Lewis and it looks like he's quite comfortable playing left or right back and he can still cut in inside in the same way as Cancelo did. So will we actually miss Cancelo? Not sure. Lewis is faster. That is one thing that did appear to me. He does seem to mould the... So actually, I think there are a couple of positives out there, but I agree with Sarah. There's probably more negative than there is positive to come out of yesterday's game. Spencer. Yeah, I mean, if we're looking for positives, I mean, I, you know, there was a change of of, of pace when um, Gundo came on and, and KDB. Um, I do think we'll bounce back from this game, and I, I do think we'll win many more games than, than we slip up on. But we, 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 as we've said repeatedly, you know, we're lacking that 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 um, critical edge uh, and the ability to sort of spot the opportunity that we've had in previous seasons, and we don't look like we're going to go on a. Um, you know, a run without without more blips to the end of the season. That said, uh, as Steve just said, we've got um, a very sort of fragmented uh, Premier League this year with we, we, Arsenal are probably the ones to beat. And we're still more than capable of doing that, which really, given our 
um the path so far which has been not very not not as good as prior seasons you think well but you know we've got a great chance we still have a great chance so i, I do think we'll regroup i, I think we're, we've a team that's full of full of winners and full of experience uh and more than capable of winning the league this year but um uh i i think i think i think i think the second the rest of the season will be better than what we've seen so far i do think that all right, we'll take a quick break, and after that, we'll talk about those hundred breaches of City's finance. Sorry, of the Premier League's financial rules, of course, by City allegedly. Uh, we'll do that. We'll look forward to Aston Villa at the weekend, and we'll do all of that straight after this break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome back. Let's do it then. City were surprised by the charges um, and are supported by a body of irrefutable evidence. And it welcomes the independent commission. Three little statements there that resonated with me, thinking City are going to tackle this in a fairly robust way. How do you see it, Steve? Well, I'm interested in who the independent commission will actually be and what instruction they're actually given by the non-independent Premier League as to how they need to proceed and how they need to decide how to move forward. Um, knowing the Premier League as I do, I'd be interested to see whether they actually know their stuff and whether they have robustly come up with a case that they believe they can defend in court. Because I think not only will it go through a commission, I suspect it will probably end up with years of wrangling in court afterwards because I can't see from the statement the City have made that they're going to take it lying down. Um, it does sound as though they're quite prepared to robustly defend their position regardless of what the Premier League throw at them. Knowing what the FA and the Premier League have been like in the past and when things that they have taken to court have gone to court, generally a decent QC or a judge tends to run through it with a, a juggernaut, to be honest with you. So it will be interesting to see how that progresses. Um, and it does seem to be the same things being dredged up. I, I'm sad in a way because I thought we'd seen the last of this and it does appear that we're now going to have people taking pot shots at us for a, a few more years whilst this gets settled and sorted out. Um, because it appeared once once you've actually got a bit of mud thrown at you, it's very hard to actually lose that if it's justified in any way. And we have broken the rules, and we are found to be broken the rules beyond doubt. Then, obviously, we deserve to be punished for it. But uh, it remains to be seen as to whether we actually have, and whether they've got proof that we actually have. 
not wishing to correct you, Steve, I've known you too long, but of course it's a KC now, of course, isn't it? It's so easy to yes. call it a QC, but uh, that's me being pedantic yes. as ever. Welcome to the Man City Show. Um, right, Sarah, come on, what's your view on this one? I think Steve's just described it really well, but I'll, I'll offer you a couple of thoughts that are not in any way about the complexity of the uh, accusations that we're facing, because I leave that to greater minds than mine. Stato, I'm sure, will have something to say and a few others. But um, it, on one hand, um, I want it all to be done with, even if it takes years, because it, it's just it's like a toothache at the back that sort of always slightly taints the achievements and the successes that we've had. I mean, we don't, you know, we don't think about it all the time, but when this happens, you know, and it's more than just the grief you get on social media from your mates or from, uh, you know, keyboard warriors sitting in the bedrooms. It's, it's almost like, you know, that we somehow we didn't quite deserve everything that we've got. And, and we've had such joy having been starved of it for so long that I don't want anything to taint it. I can live with the fact that we may not be the best team forevermore and the point will come when we have to, you know, battle for a fourth place or or getting into Europe would be seen as a success. You know, these things come in cycles and our cycle will come to an end at some point, but I don't want it to come to an end like this. Um, and the second point, which goes back to what Steve said at the end is, but I also don't want City to be a successful club because they cheated. Now, I sincerely hope they didn't, and I hope that they have got a robust defence and that our name is cleared and we can put all of this finally behind us. But if it is proven that we cheated, then we absolutely should be punished. And we'll, as fans, uh, even though we're the ones with the least amount of uh, input into any cheating that might have gone on, um, we'll, pe- we'll be the ones that feel the pain the most. Um, and we'll have to take it and we'll have to accept that we may be in a different division or we may have a points deduction that certainly stops us winning the league in whatever year that points deduction is applied. So, yeah, depressing, but let's hope it's resolved. And, of course, hopefully City will be vindicated. But if we're not, we need to be punished. I mean, it does look, Spencer, as though City are taking a pretty tough line on this. Um, they're not going to take it lying down, as, as the other two have said. Yeah, I, I think whatever actually happens, you know, the phrase "there's no no smoke without uh, without fire" comes to mind, and I think that uh, the non-city supporters will forever uh, sort of taint us with 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 what's gone on, uh, irrespective of what actually has gone on. I mean, I'm reminded that uh, sort of going back to my PWC days, uh, you know, is this this distinction? You know, I mean, in the in the in the tax world, don't you? The difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion, uh, and sometimes that's a fine line, um, and it's an entirely legitimate to 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 avoid, and it's entirely legitimate to evade. Uh, and here, will will the devils will be in the fine details, and I'm sure it will take a long time to flush this out. Sad though that is to say, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're definitely represent, very well represented uh, city by one of the finest legal minds in in the country, Lord David Panic, 
and uh, I'm sure he'll put our best foot forward. But uh, there's the sort of no real happy ending to this because I think whatever happens, they'll go into the details of you know inflation of income and and reduction of expense. And there's all these commentaries now about you know Mancini and two contracts and uh, you know the leaked emails and everything. So it, it's at minimum going to be the messy word again. It's going to be super messy, uh, and there's no sort of clean exit from this, unfortunately. Um, I just hope it doesn't differ from from the great football that we are. You know, we have played on the pitch and and no doubt we'll continue to play because that, that would be a real shame. I mean, it's interesting because, um, of course, we know that uh, UEFA ruled in 2020 that City had breached uh, FFP regulations and they were banned from Europe, of course, but that was overturned by the Court of Arbitration for Sport, you know, CAS. My understanding is it's only just coming out today and I haven't read absolutely everything, but is that right that CAS isn't involved in or can't be involved in this one, if I read that right? Is that right? I'm looking at you, Spencer, being the... Uh... I, th- I don't know so, but I think so. I think that's an entirely sort of separate uh, separate process, as I understand it. And in terms of punishment, and again, I know we're speculating here. Maybe we shouldn't, but but let's just do it for a moment. I want to spend, don't want to spend too long because uh, this will be left, as you say, to the lawyers for for many years to come. We all suspect, I'm sure. In terms of punishment, in terms of being kicked out of the Premier League, or in terms of uh, points deductions or fines, how, how do you feel about that, then, Steve? Then the the thought of City potentially being kicked out of the Premier League and what that does as, as a fan, as a fan, that's sort of pretty much your whole life. Um, having that hanging around your neck for, for, forever, I guess. I mean, not many teams get kicked out of the league. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm just trying to work through some of the potential scenarios here. Oh, I agree. That would be probably be the, the worst eventuality of it. But I think probably the worst thing to come out at the end of it is no one is likely to emerge from this with any kind of a smile on their face. The Premier League, if they cannot prove their case and are proved to be incompetent and generally rubbish, they could end up um, almost being pushed into down a route by the government. And actually, it seems to be quite ironic that these allegations have come out at a point when the government is trying to force them to be regulated externally. It looks as though they're trying to say, well, we can do it all internally. Now, that could actually backfire on them completely if City go down the right route. Um, whether it becomes point deductions or whether it becomes financial penalty or whether it becomes the fact they're not allowed to buy players for a couple of years, like happened to Chelsea when they were, they were put on a, a, a ban, I guess whatever gets proved, people will still barracus from the sidelines. There are many journalists that love nothing more than to have a pop at us um, every weekend. I can think of a particular Irish journalist with a Spanish-sounding name that uh, loves nothing more than to write tripe about City every five minutes and sports washing, etc., etc. So, um, I mean, you would hope that it doesn't actually come to that. If it does, and we have to suck that up, you look, there have been many clubs through the years that have actually risen from the ashes. Rangers in Scotland managed to rise from the ashes, came back stronger, to be perfectly honest with you. So hopefully we've got the financial clout behind us to, to actually persist um, and, and, and come through it unscathed. But it, it'll mean we'll end up losing some of these fantastic players we enjoy watching, if that's the case. And the stuff we can focus on is is us as fans, Sarah, and you've touched on it yourself. So as a supporter, um, how does it make you feel? Um, it, it, it makes me feel miserable, really, because it's I, what I don't want is I don't want anyone to take away the joy and the happiness of the moments that I've had 
if we get relegated or we have a points deduction, and let's hope you know, we're doing worst case scenario, but let's live in that world for a minute. And I, it's a punishment for the future, then, and it's merited and justified, then okay, we'll have to get on with it. But the idea that somebody could take away our our Premier League titles or um and, and sadly if we are found guilty they'll always be tainted because people will then constantly say we only won them because we cheated but just one other observation from a fan perspective which is and it's back to I want to link here with your favorite topic Nigel Farr there's something about no nobody ever understands nobody really understands FFP nobody not certainly not your average fan they've got a general sense of what it's all meant to be about but you know nobody be able to explain it with any in any great detail or a meaningful way um we then as others others have observed you know we watch what Chelsea are doing at the moment and I know they're spreading it all over eight and a half year contracts but the reality is as soon as football got big after the sky money um if you wanted to be a fan you needed a rich person or a rich company to buy your club. And you only have to look at the joy that Newcastle fans are experiencing at the moment. And I'm happy for them. I'm glad for them. I've got a couple of friends who are Newcastle fans. They're living the dream, just like we did. And that, to me, is what football is about. And we've got, and yet we've got FFP sucking the life out of the joy that I think fans get when, when their team has the money to be successful. Uh, and we're not talking about the big four. We know who we're talking about. And then you've got VAR sucking the life out of football in terms of you can't even jump up and celebrate a goal because it might not be a goal. And that's what I think is saddest about all of this. If we've cheated, we have to be punished. But there is a legitimate question about the about the actual rules that were put in place and why they were put in place that I think will rumble on for years. And Spencer, taking your accountant's hat off for a moment and just putting your city fan hat on, what are your hopes and fears then going forward with this particular situation? Well, I hope it doesn't drag on for because we, we for too long. Because I, I think it will be a number of years, won't it? All the commentators seem to be saying that, and uh, in in the eyes of the non-city fans, we will be guilty until proven innocent. And even if we are. Uh, acquitted it'll be because it's time barred or there'll, there'll be you know uh, people's um uh have already um the public have already come to their own decisions on this um so uh that's that that that's a shame that won't won't, won't be um uh, taken away but i i, I think as city fans, we've gone through thick and thin. I mean, I supported City 50 years plus. You know, 38 of those have not been the greatest. And, we're, you know, we've in, I've enjoyed the journey, as Sarah said. And I believe we have the right to continue to enjoy the journey because right now we haven't been... Um, uh, we haven't been shown to be guilty of anything uh, i mean i do think that you know all, all, all in terms of accounts again you know showing that we're you know our turnover is more than 600 million uh you know there's no denying the growth of the club and there's no denying all the good things that they do in the community uh you know the merchandising success uh, uh and uh, academy success and so on and so forth so i don't see why those things should be should be tainted by by what's gone on uh, but at the end of the day as as as, as everyone's saying you know uh, justice has to be done and we'll go through the process and as long as the process is a, a democratic process and a fair process then we, we have to take what comes to us simple as that 
I suspect this is not the last we're going to hear of this on the Man City show over the next weeks, months, even years, I suspect, uh, and we'll come back to it. Uh, but it is breaking news, and it's important that we talk about it, so thanks for that. Let's look forward to the weekend. Uh, Sunday at home to Aston Villa. I've got a feeling in my bones, you know, having lost to Spurs again, having lost Cancelo, having had this news about our financial arrangement, I think we might murder them on Sunday. I've got a feeling in my bones this is going to be another 6 nil job. I just, you know, I'm, I'm there, I'm, I'm up for it. I think we'll make a hell of a noise, we'll want to prove a point. I can see us murdering them. How do you feel, Spencer? Does that feel about right to you? I don't know what the odds are on another, on another Harlan hat-trick, but... <laughs> Genuinely, if that happens, I won't be I won't be that shocked because this is the the, the ebbs and flows of our season. It's ridiculous, really. We're capable of great performances. I think I think I think we'll overrun Villa. Um, I'm actually going with um, uh, a colleague of mine, uh, uh, Gareth, who's a um, dare I say an Aston Villa fan. So um, you know, he, no doubt he'll do his own barracking of Grealish from from his seat. But uh, I, I think I think we're very capable of. Uh, putting out a great team on Saturday and and, and putting in a putting in a shift. I know you like mentioning kind of your cousins and your and your mates who you go to football yeah. with. So we have so we've had Gareth, the Aston Villa fan. Just remind our listeners who was the yeah. Spurs fan you went the Spurs fan you went uh, with. Jeremy Davis. Jeremy Jeremy, great to have you on the yeah. show, Jeremy. Um uh, and Gareth as well. Both of you, great to have you on. Thanks, Spencer. Always a joy. Um Steve, looking forward, we're gonna murder Villa. Yeah, we we could well do, and I hope you're right. Um, Villa are a slightly different proposition this season under Unai Emery than they were under Stevie G. Um, they do seem to be a little bit formidable, but they're not exactly having the rub of the green themselves, having lost to Leicester 4-2 at the weekend. Equally could have been 4-all that game. It was quite a, an end-to-end game from what I observed. So, But I do think there's going to be a bounce back from everything that's happened this week. And I suspect it will be backs against the wall. And we do tend to put out our best performances when we're cornered and hopefully they'll come out fighting. Sarah? Well, I, I know you're trying to cheer us up, Nigel, and I like I like your your, um, your um, view that we're going to batter Villa. So that's, um, let's hope that happens. I think I think the, the other factor here is that we've got Arsenal three days later. And... I think if we don't put in a decent performance and win at least against Villa, that really doesn't help in terms of what we've got to deal with three days later. So I'm reasonably optimistic. Um, a Harland hat trick would be nice, but I, I, you know Villa are much. Are, I agree with Steve. They're a different proposition under Emery, but I think we absolutely should and will beat them if we put out a sensible team that are fired up and don't give the ball away in the first 15 minutes, right by the penalty area. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Well, we're going to be back before the Arsenal game. So, finally, predictions then uh, for the game against Villa on Sunday, 4.30 kickoff. Sarah, your prediction, please. Score prediction from you. 3-1 City. Steve? I was going to go 3-1 City. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Sarah. Spencer? 3-0. Yeah, I'm going 6-0. I'm sticking with my 6-0, just because I can. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Thank you to my three guests, to Spencer Debson and all his mates, to Steve Cox and to Sarah Messenger. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening. I will talk to you all very soon. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.